Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. <laughs> All right. That's right. It's Seahawk Sunday, and this is another episode. Episode seven. <laughs> episode seven. Of Grill. How long steak, mister? It's 12 minutes. 12 minutes. Thank you. Uh, I am your host, uh, Robert Stills. Uh, to my left, as usual, is uh, Miss Hello Echohawk. Hello. Uh, we're going to be recording to you from Studio 212, South Lake Union, Seattle, Washington. Uh, we are being hosted by the Soundcasting Network, and it is Seahawk Sunday. It, it is. Playoffs, baby. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we won. Barely, I heard. Yeah, yeah, I know. You don't care. I I wish I did. <laughs> yeah, we 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 won at the very end of the game. So yeah, I'm very happy. I've been drinking all day. You have, but maintaining. Uh huh. I might say with water, uh, it's been good. It's yeah, good. it has been good. I mean, I started off. I went to my friend's house, and my friend decided he was going to roast a whole chicken. Mm-hmm. And he was, you know, cooked parsnips, carrots, leeks with it. Um, cooked the chicken on top of it, and then he made an onion soup. Asked for my help, of course. I said, "No, not really." I'll, I mean, he cooks. He's shout out Kyle. I'll pass. He <laughs> he did he did very well. Cook, you know, cutting up the chicken, and he um, yeah, the onion soup. I mean, we had to, we had to make some alterations to it, but it was great. Served it on top of some uh, Grand Central bread, garlic mm-hmm. garlic bread, Grand Central bread with Gruyere. Gruyere? Gruyere. I can't, I can't talk right now. Yeah. Um, and then some, um, yeah, it was delicious. Had Sounds some good. Tillamore Dew and some Fernet Branca. And then I began my drinking episode. <laughs> so, Altura, what's good? Altura. Boob, did your boob get touched? <laughs> just all day. All day. Just couldn't stop them touching my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, no, no boob grabbing. Um, it's, uh, you're not fired. I am not fired. Have you had your meeting yet? I have not had my meeting. All right. So we're good. Anything else? Any cool, cool stuff? Any, you always talk about like pretty much negative things that happen. What about something cool? I see all these Instagram posts, you know, of like whole salmon you get in and like, Brussels sprouts still on the vine. And I mean, how we about, do get how about like, cool shit? We how get, about, okay, that's the cool thing about working there is we get like amazing produce. We get amazing. Did you have a breakthrough in the kitchen? We get like amazing stuff. Okay, I, I talked to one of my coworkers who I work with very closely with, and I was like, this is how I'm feeling. This is, these are some concerns. And she kind of snapped back at me and was like, well, then. You should just leave then. And Ooh. I was just like, huh. Don't, don't you know you'll cut a bitch? Well, I was like, I didn't realize that. Was this the one that gave you the wrong direction? No. Who is this girl? Why did you talk to her? She knows she's going to snitch on you. No, this is like the lead. This is the, the uh, prep lead. Like, oh. Oh, this is damn. who I'm supposed to go to. And she just shot you down. Yeah. Like totally shot me down. I was not, I was not aggressive. I was not anything. I was like, this is how I feel. This is what I've noticed, et cetera, et cetera. And you know, at least you spoke up. Yeah. Um, Maybe she's having a bad day. I don't know. And she's like, well, maybe you should just like, you know, finish your list and then go. 
I was just like, like for the day or forever, like for the day. It like sends you home early. Yeah. Did you go home early? No. Right, good. <laughs> good call. <laughs> That's pretty much saying like you're fucking not coming back tomorrow. Yeah. All right. And so I was just like, ah, oh, well, I see that's how it is when I like well, voice my feelings, my opinion. Keep your head down. Like, keep your head down. Do your job. And uh, everything's good, I guess. Oh, I don't know. It's just like that's some bullshit. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So same old, same old. Ooh, same old, same old. Honey hole. Hmm. Honey hole. Well. I'm I'm pretty sure that my coworkers and or my bosses slash owners are gonna start listening to the podcast here pretty soon because <laughs> I have you know I've made the quintessential mistake of allowing some of them to add me on Facebook. Oh, don't do that. I can't but I like some of them, you know, and I I like per- personally I like some of them, and I know you're never supposed to get kind of work and personal. I don't know. That's just kind of my mm. one of my rules and. I unfortunately did, and they're all cool. It's all good, but I don't talk too much shit. And, but no, you I, don't. Yeah, so I got to shout out Nora. She's uh-huh. she's kind of mean to me. <laughs> like Kai's my manager. She's a good chick. I heard. Uh, I mean, I've talked about Sean and Hannah. They're amazing. I always have great talks with them. They're awesome. Uh, Brittany, she's the homegirl. She's at the register. J- Aaron, he's my operations manager. Aaron. Yeah, he's super chill. I mean, we had this conversation today about. I partake in, you know, some, some rave activities sometimes. Every you now know? and then I've, I've seen it. And, <laughs> and there's, some, uh, and I like drum and bass. I'm a big time junglist and I go to, you know, when you're in the cooking industry, you get out kind of late. So yes. you want to go to parties that last kind of late. And mm-hmm. some, most of those parties are, you know, after hours parties. Mm-hmm. So I ran into one of my coworkers at this one party on Halloween when I don't know, it was four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And I was dressed up as the Joker. You looked awesome. Very good outfit. But uh, I was having a lot of fun and she found me. I met her twice and she found me in a dark room, <laughs> cavernous, dark room with all sorts of people and recognized me. And I just immediately was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, how did you see me? Like, how did you recognize me? So kind of we were on that eye level, like, all right, I see how you get down. But my operations manager, he is a former, let's say, one of those, you know, raver kids or whatever. And he signed some paperwork, apparently. And, you know, you can't really if you're out drinking or partying or something like that. And some of your employees are there. You know, you have to show some restraint. You have to leave. You can't really part. Oh. You know, you can't really party with. It's just crossing that 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 line okay. of of work and personal life. And but yeah, shout out everybody at Honey Hole. Good squad. We're working stuff out. You know, we that place is a beast, man. Just bang. I'm I'm learning other stations. Learning kind of more. Working stuff out. Figuring out how to make things more efficient. Um, and work working with other people. It's you know a lot of people there are younger than me, and I have to keep that in the back of my mind that they're not as experienced as experienced as me, and that you know they're kids. No, they're not kids. Young adults. Let's just say that. Yeah. But Honey Hole, yeah, man, love that place. I'm, I'm liking it more and more every 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 day I work there, and it's getting busy. I love it. I love the rush. I love the pressure. That's so, good. All right. That's really good. So, as many of you know, we did a segment about 
what airline was it? Do you remember? Delta. No, no, no. Oh, British Airways. British Airways did a um, playlist to pair with your food. Yes. So airlines are trying to step up their game when it comes to food. And Thank God. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what they're saying. Well, I mean, they're trying to be on par with um, the Middle Eastern um, companies and the Asian companies that have full service bars, um, high end meals. Like they have massages on planes. Yeah. So I don't know why America's falling behind all of a sudden, but um, I mean, we invented the airplane, people. Come on. <laughs> did we? Yeah, we did. Wright Brothers. Did. Yeah. Shout out Ohio. <laughs> I'm gonna, I feel like I'm saying shout out a lot today because I do. I, there's been more and more people listening, and I thank everybody that's been listening. A lot of feedback. Um, yeah, yeah. Hit me up on here. I'll shout you out personally. I'll drive to your house. I'll, I'll <laughs> He'll be- give you a massage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll massage your penis with my mouth. <laughs> Stop. Speaking of. Hold on. Speaking of. Oh, I can't wait to hear where this goes. No, 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 no. My girlfriend's mom somehow swindled <laughs> okay swindled the name of the podcast out of her daughter and she now listens to it when i found out i ran into her and i was like oh i she's like oh i just got to listen i was like it's too late <laughs> oh, i was going to no. i was going to tell her not to i was going to tell her not to listen to it cuz i was i won't say anything that bad <laughs> i mean Oh no, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. Greg and Val, they're awesome. They're amazing people. And I, if I must say, her dad is an excellent cook himself. Her, her mother is amazing too. Always great meals. Uh, great dining experiences with them. Yeah, they're, I've heard I've heard nothing but the best. Oh man, dude. I'm telling you. And they always and they create an environment. That's also what's great about cooking is the environment. So Val Greg, yeah. Hope I don't say anything too bad. Shout out to Val Greg. <laughs> don't think anything less of me. It's all fun. It's fun. It's good times. I take good care of your daughter. He does. So, uh, yeah. So, the airlines are trying to step up their their food game, apparently. And I've been wanting to talk about this Delta Swap 60 for over a month now. Easily. Yeah. And we just it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and... I'd, I posted something online and I'd mentioned it in one of the podcasts, but some other things came up. So here it goes. So basically what happened is Delta sponsored a food program where they took the chefs, uh, John Shook, 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 and uh, Vinny Datalola. I don't know how to say their names. I know their restaurant. The restaurant's Animal in Los Angeles. And I've read really good things about it. Uh, but they swapped with Ethan Stoll up here in Seattle. I don't know why they picked L-I-N. Um, Seattle, maybe Delta does more flights. They do on, a lot of flights. On the West Coast? They do. But they switched restaurants, and they gave the chefs from Animal and Ethan Stoll. They gave Ethan Stoll Animal for the weekend, and they gave the guys from Animal Tavolata. And basically what the program was was to show that you can – prepare good meals, good local ingredient artisan meals on a plane. And I just don't see how this is going to happen <laughs> to be perfectly honest. It's a great idea. And I like the video. We're going to post the video up on our page. Just, you can look up Delta chef swap 60 and 
these they're not i mean I, I read about it and i thought it was really cool i think it's a great concept i love how you put put a chef in a different environment and have them use the ingredients that are local in that area and see what they can work with because ethan stole great chef love his restaurants and he's great at northwest cuisine put Incredible, him in L- yeah Put him in L.A. Will he have a successful restaurant? He doesn't have his name, Ethan Stoll. And you just put him down in L.A. where he doesn't know anybody, doesn't have any connections. It, will he make a su- successful restaurant? Same with the, same thing with these guys from Animal. I'm sure they're great chefs. But do they know what the people out here like? Probably not. And people don't know who they are. Pe- people in, in L.A. don't know who um, Ethan Stoll is. People in. That's what I just said. Well, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was drinking my being facetious. My Rainier. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't, I don't see what this. And that <laughs> the point of this video, it's a great video. It's a great concept. What it has to do with Delta, I have no clue. They they're trying to spread the word that you can have good food on <laughs> their plate, but neither one, none of these chefs are writing the menu. And none of these meals that they prepared in the restaurants are going to be on the, served on the plane. I don't get the they point. They could be on the plane. You don't know that. Uh, they could be on the plane. <laughs> no. I mean, I'll read a little bit of the, the, the... Okay. When it comes to culinary programs on airlines, the rate of change is so slow. It's like turning right in an aircraft carrier. That's why you're still seeing the same tired turkey sandwiches and hummus snack boxes on flights instead of experience the trends that have driven the food world for the past 10 years. Yeah. And then they go on to talk about how. Yeah. You got to find the best local ingredients and prepare them with innovative techniques. What is it? JetBlue? Yeah, JetBlue was the first company to to really uh, bulk up that trend uh, with the mint first class. The, they partnered with some people and made some, you know, really nice. But still, that's first class, man. Uh, yeah, it'll never go back. What to are we eating? Yeah, we coach. eat some cardboard in the back. <laughs> no, we gotta pay. We gotta pay for nuts <laughs> and sodas. Yeah. By the way, I read somewhere: don't ever drink that. The don't ever drink the cokes and stuff on the plane, uh, or coffee or tea, because that coffee and tea that's made there and the ice that's made on board of those on board the planes is used from the tanks of the planes and those things are never cleaned out. Yeah. So bacteria growth is in there, people. Gross. I'm a semi germaphobe. So no sodas with ice. If you're gonna order a soda, no ice. Coffee and tea, no. Nothing that involves water. Yeah. Okay. Ew. So anyway, I just thought it was a cool, cool idea. I think they didn't execute it very well. And, um, yeah, that's speaking of new food trends. So I guess, I guess, uh, you know, plain food is the new, new trend that's going to be this year. We're going to have to pay, I don't know, $25 for a grilled cheese on my Southwest flight to Las Vegas. So we're going to talk about some predictions for 2016 food trends. And this is not predicted by me or hello. These nope. these are predictions by people that are established in the culinary world. We're not established yet. No, I don't think I ever will I be. I probably either. will not be <laughs> unless I burn down a really fancy restaurant. If I, <laughs> if I guess, will will you be established though, <laughs> or will you just be a household name? <laughs> I'll be established as the one that burnt down Candlest. <laughs> well, smoking yeah. in the bathroom. 
I just don't do that. I just, I just, if I feel like if I have to go smoke a candlelight, you got to like go out the front door, go around, down. Like you can't really smoke in front of candlelight. I mean, it's I've just, seen people smoke out in front of candlelight before. It's not a good look. It isn't a good look. I've seen the valet smoke out in front of candlelight. Whoa. Yeah. Fireable offense. Right. Okay. Hello. What you got, girl? Okay. This is from um, Open Table. And um, this is just. Several people from around the country, um, very, like he said, established people in the industry, um, giving their opinions on what is the trends for this year. Um, this is Eamon Rocky. I think I'm saying his name right. Eamon? <laughs> <laughs> Why is it everybody that we talk about today, their names are just all... I don't know. Um, and he's a general manager at Betany, which is in New York. Yeah, it's, it's, he's a... Uh, um, it's part of the, I believe it's part of the Boca restaurant group. Um, oh, I don't know. And they own all sorts of shit. Mm, I don't know. I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but he basically says that, um, from the ground up, there's going to be restructuring of restaurants, um, from the labor of, to tipping, to Everything. So, um, everything to everything, (laughs) (laughs) um, that restaurants will have to rethink operations and how they take care of their customers across the board. So it's now now basically he's saying, he's saying, so he's saying the laws and restrictions, uh, laws and regulations on the restaurant industry are starting to change and they got to start to rethink, you know, labor costs, food costs, tipping situation, front of the house, back of the house has needs an overhaul, which yeah. I don't know if that they're always saying some bullshit like that. Exactly. And we've talked about this a lot, the tipping and whatnot. And so it just kind of falls into what has been happening currently in the past couple of years. Well, so, so I don't know if it's exactly a food trend because it's been happening. Well, a lot, a lot of the things in this, this article has to do with technology it's True, and a lot of ways to track food sales, food costs, your overhead, whether it be, um, plates, hours, napkins. I mean, trans, uh, that trend, that transfer paper that's toxic for us. Uh huh. That gets entered into a computer and they yeah. <laughs> and they try to figure it out. So they're talking a lot about technology and the way to bring it in. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm not too sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little uh, hesitant on this. Okay, what other uh, what other predictions we got and from whom? Um, so another lady, um, her name is Erin Fairbanks, and she's the executive director of the Heritage Radio Network. She says that... In 2016, because the election cycle, um, there's going to be a lot more food politics going on. Um, And she says that um, I think industry leaders and trade groups will be looking to advocate for enhancements in the dining beverage sector, um, which is very, very true. Um, That's that's just another fucking that's that's another way of saying, you know. You got to rebuild from the ground up. Exactly. So. 
it is. Um, Listen under the category of this is under the category at advocacy. So, yeah, she's saying that other basically she's saying that more people need to more people need to speak up in the food industry mm-hmm. and, and get political. And, yeah, you yeah use our voice. Yeah, just like we're doing right now, people. You know, yeah. this is why I have my own podcast. Yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this is why this is why we're um this is why we're we're doing this is cuz I don't like to I I want to be able to to bitch about shit and it go to more ears than just my chef to where he can laugh about it with his chef friends. Grill, how long sick mister? 5 minutes. Yeah, I want to yeah. be able to to bitch and let and let other chefs and other cooks and other front of the house people and other that you know we stand together. This how I get poli- this how I get political. <laughs> That's how you get. We stand together. We're not going to take this shit anymore. And I believe in fair wages. I believe in uh, fair hours. I want my breaks, man. You know it's f- I know it's fucking law by state law, federal law. That if you work more than eight hours, you were supposed to be given half an hour break, right? Mm-hmm. Or two fifteens. Yep. I mean, I should look it up before I go spouting <laughs> it into the interwebs. No, it's true. That's true. I've never got a, ever. I work more than eight, 10, 12 hours, 15 hours I've worked. Do I get more than, you know how much, how long my breaks are? One cigarette. <laughs> Maybe if I'm pissed off, I'll light up two cigarettes. <laughs> but to get a half an hour at one time in a restaurant. It's like, unless you work at like a hotel. Hold on. You know when I get a half an hour break, when I get more than 15 minute break? Well, this is when I get more. When my check doesn't come in on payday, right? You're supposed to get paid on the 5th, right? Your checks were late and they did not come in. So you don't get, you didn't get paid on the 5th. The checks come in at two o'clock on the sixth. Your rent was due on the fifth. So you tell them I need to run to my bank when I come into work and leave and go put my check in so my check doesn't bounce and I can pay my rent. And they go, sure, our mistake yesterday. Yeah, the checks, the you know, the, the book the bookkeeper just didn't get it done. We'll let you well, you gotta run though. Run to your bank. <laughs> That's the only time I get a break longer than fifteen minutes in a restaurant. Not a honey hole. So somebody, yeah. somebody else make fun of me for getting the honey hole so I can laugh at you. You're sweating your ass off on the line. Anyway, <laughs> on to the next prediction. <laughs> Sorry, my, I'm just listening. My phone. Okay, this is under uh, Back to Basics. And this is from Kevin Boehm. He's co-founder of Boca Restaurant Group. Oh, there you go, Boca. Oh, Boca. Boca. Um, he says that I predict there will be renewed appreciation for restaurants that are established and have stood the test of time. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. 100%. I agree with this so much. Um, you can have like the fanciest of food. It can be so like full of gastronomy. Hold on. So, oh, wait. Okay. I, yeah, I, I like. I'll finish reading the rest of his quote. I like the rest of his quote. Okay, all right. Uh, da, 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 da. We live in a society where the new quote unquote new dominates critical food writing. Fuck the writers. <laughs> but sometimes the most comfortable fit is an old pair of jeans, right on the vinyl record, Say or what? the new neighborhood restaurant we have been going into for years. Say that then. 
Yes. It's, I mean, so true. So true. You can have the best of the best of like the new innovation, but if it isn't done well. They go, they go, forget phones and fusions. The experts we heard from an expressed collective desire to return to the basics, comforting foods, cozy atmospheres, and a sense of familiarity. Yeah. I'm having a rough one today. (laughs) Um, couldn't agree more. I, I love, I hate it when it's happening in Seattle. Now that I'm realizing that we have more listeners from around the world. Yes. Shout out UK, (laughs) shout out Australia. Um, also, yeah. So now that I'm in Seattle, we have this bad trend coming along where new is great. And there's Mm -hmm. some good restaurants here in Seattle that have been around forever and they're a classic. I'm not going to go through the list, but new. All that gets covered is new restaurants. Mm-hmm. I mean, which I mean, they do need to get covered because not if they're bullshit. Not if they put a foam on a plate with a tiny ass seared piece of steak with some puree. Come on, man. Fuck. Everybody's doing that shit. But anyway, I don't. You know, I like that shit too. So don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I could not agree with that one more. And I hope that that prediction comes true. Yes, I Now yeah. we need to we need to you know think about that when we next year at the end of the year we need to see if see if the any of any things have changed. Mm-hmm. Cuz they also said in this article that you know it's you know we're going to move towards you know a service charge for every restaurant and it's moving closer and closer and faster and faster and you know we're going to be start talking about remember when we used to tip? I highly doubt that's going to happen in a year and it's going to be that fast. I highly doubt it's going to move that fast. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is um, under the label of community. And this is from Anthony Rudolph, founder of Journey. Oh, and I forgot to find out where Journey, what that is, um, what that does. Will you look that up, please? I got you, girl. Thank you. Um, and he says, with increased rent prices, federal mandates, and a much-needed reform to living wages already taking root, we must focus on the things we have in common and come together as a community to collaborate, share, and succeed. We need to leave the comparisons and competitive assumptions at the door and become vulnerable and charitable as peers in order to work together to find viable solutions to the challenges that are inevitably coming our way. Yeah. All right. So Journey is a community for restaurant professionals. That's all it is. It costs a dollar a day to join. Okay. (laughs) And it brings people together. Uh, They empower restaurant professionals to take take control of their careers and change the way the industry evolves into making it in the restaurant industry, which will never be easy, but believe that getting access to knowledge and resources, it should be. They have classes and all that stuff, and I'm sure they – they rep people in the industry hard. I don't know. I don't. This is based in Chicago. I want to say, or they're based out everywhere. But I think they started in Chicago. We ain't got nothing like that in Seattle. Mm-mm. Okay, bring it on home. Last one. Last one. Health and sustainability. Okay, this is from John Besh, chef and founder of Besh Restaurant Group, which is in um, New Orleans. And he says, I think there will be less pork and pork fat used in cooking and more of an emphasis in health, which has already begun to, which has already begun to take shape. Regionalism within 
with a focus on sustainability sourced foods will continue to take center stage? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm all for healthy food and stuff like that, but don't you dare try to take away my fat. No, don't give me my pork fat. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's a huge discussion and I agree that, you know, you shouldn't eat that stuff all the time. And that's the problem is that, uh, I don't, I don't think it just starts with dining out. I think it starts at home. And I think that, yeah, you shouldn't eat fatty foods and I think you should eat, be eating vegetables most of the time. Uh, for sure. But you're leaning on, you know, vegetarianism and veganism and, and, and things of that gluten free. You're leaning on towards that and trying to push push that stuff on people. And yeah, but I, but that also goes into like the food politics. It also goes into exactly fruits and vegetables are so expensive. Education. And how it, ex- you, policies. Know, you can you can buy a dollar hamburger that will fill you up. But a. I lived off Jack in the Box for almost three years in Vegas. I I ate there almost three times a day and it cost me probably $10 a day to eat. It's so cheap to get fast food and whatnot, but it's so expensive to buy produce that's not even organic. You know, organic produce is even more expensive. You know, so it just goes into that whole uh, uh, food dynamic that we have in this country. And it's just ridiculous. We're going to get we're going to get more into about health food. We were just talking about that before the show. We were. I also didn't even get to talk about my story about, we didn't even get to talk about what we ate today. Oh my gosh, we didn't. We just oh. talked too much. We ate some good food today too. <laughs> <laughs> shout out Ron Anderson. Oh, shout out. I'm going to that Tom Douglas dinner Tuesday oh. too. It's yeah, like, we gotta go. Um, yeah. So another couple of predictions they had real quick. Um, they're talking about the craft cider movement. Um, they think that's going to be big where people start using, you know, doing a lot of ciders and using a lot of their own produce to make alcohol they think that the craft cocktail is on its way out Mm. well they're also saying that you know just like the fit of an old pair of jeans classic cocktails classic cocktails never die they they've been around for and that's the problem with my those bullshit craft cocktails which uh, speaking of uh how to be better (laughs) drinkers coming here to record they're coming to record next uh so craft cocktails are good and everything like that but my problem is you go into a restaurant you order a craft cocktail and uh, they can make you the fanciest drink in the world, but they can't make a Negroni or a Manhattan for that matter. So, um, <clears throat> I don't know. There's some other bullshit ones that are okay. Yeah. Yeah. Return to refinement. What's that word? Pre-free? Pre-free? Pre-free. Yeah. They're talking about set menus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Set menus are cool. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm introducing a new segment. I've been wanting to try to do this for a while. Yeah, now that we got some guests. Yeah, that we got some guests in here, and we're gonna we're gonna probably start extending this to some people on Reddit. Uh, we know a lot of you guys cook that follow, you know, the subreddit and the Kitchen Confidential. We'll probably put a new post up there and um, let everybody, you know, kick some ideas around. But it's gonna be Chef Rants. Yeah, and we're gonna let some of our buddies that cook in in the kitchen, and now they can say who they they can say who they are, or they can be anonymous, and they give them two minutes to talk about anything they want. And uh, this is uh, Johnny's from last week. Good old Johnny mm-hmm. Smith. Uh, here we go. No. I just want to talk about how people are just so ridiculous at work and how they think that just because they look good or they dress nicely and wear their makeup or whatever they do, that they can just, you know, run their tickets or do whatever they want, how they do it. Um, I work with way too many people in the restaurant industry that just think that... Um, 
if you're cute and you wear a short skirt that you're going to get your way in the kitchen and that's how it's going to go. And that's not how it's going to go. Um, in my kitchen, if you run a ticket the wrong way and you want something to come out faster, just because you're cute doesn't mean it's going to come out faster. It's going to probably come out a little bit slower because I'm sick and tired of your bullshit. Um, I really need people to know that smart servers are hard to come by and you're, they're rare to find. And if you do find them, hold on to them because if you let them go, they're going to go find a better and bigger place. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But as I'm saying is you, you need to come in and do your job, come in and work and leave the bullshit at the door. I don't have any time for this, this BS, like I'm hungover or I didn't sleep last night because I, you know, my animals kept me up or my girlfriend was blah, blah, blah. I don't have time for that bullshit. Like once you step through that door, you are property of that restaurant. You're going to work your ass off and you're going to make sure that shit gets done and it gets done right. I don't want half step in. I don't want people doing what they do and thinking that it's okay to cut corners. Like it's time to get to work. Okay. Tell him, Johnny. That's it. All I could think of was, I woke up like this. I woke up like this. All I all I heard my all I heard in my head was, ain't no half stepping. Yeah. Some rap song. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to hear you bitch. I'm there bright and early drinking my coffee, trying to bust my ass. Be like, uh I know. And about them servers too. <clears throat> I can call out a couple right now. Oh, so many. One of, one of them just got a job down at one of my favorite bars. Uh-huh. And I'm like, eh. They're like, what's wrong with her? She knows what oh, I'm talking about, too. Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, well, you know, she's a sweet girl. Yeah. But she ain't the brightest crayon in the box. <laughs> no, she's I ain't not. say no names either. So if you think it's you, you must not be that sharp. Okay. Ingredient of the week. We picked octopus. Yes. Couple reasons. Saw octopus on a new menu today. Johnny talked about octopus last week, and I love octopus. So good. It's puss in general. <laughs> uh, ladies first. Okay. Bust it out, chef. Um, I'm just real simple marinade of olive oil, lemon, cilantro, chive, salt, pepper. Leave it in there for in the fridge for like couple hours or even overnight um and then grill it delicious that's that's how you're doing it yeah all right i guess um i don't want a different way but all right so what i'm doing i'm doing an octopus salad um this is not really that more complicated but you're basically gonna boil your you're gonna boil your octopus okay you want to if, if it's if you don't buy it frozen, you need to have it cleaned by a fishmonger. You can buy frozen. That's perfectly fine. So you want to get a shit ton of water boiling in a pan, add some salt. I want you to add a lot of citrus in there, a couple cinnamon sticks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, any kind of citrus. Grapefruit, lemons, limes, oranges, all that good stuff. A couple cinnamon sticks, some salt, maybe some sugar. I don't know. Mm. Whatever. It's fine. Get that stuff rolling, 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 rolling. You want to, yeah, people say to dip it in there to get the tentacles nice and curled up. Just throw those octopus in there, right? You want to watch the, you know, watch it, watch the tentacles curl up, stab the head a couple times, and then you're going to cover it, turn it down to simmer. You want to simmer that for an hour, get it nice and tender. You want to be able to stick a knife straight through the octopus with no resistance. You don't know if it's done. You want to pull it off. Cut a piece off, chew it, see if it's tender enough to eat. You want to take that out. You want to strain all the fruit 
all the limes, lemons. You want to throw away the water. You want to keep all the citrus and the octopus. You want to throw that in a bowl, cover it with olive oil. Let that shit marinate for a whole entire, I'm going to say 24 hours. If you don't have 24 hours, I don't know, two hours, one hour of work, whatever. But I'd say a whole day. Then you want to take the octopus out of there. You want to strain out the limes. And you want to take that. You want to add um, lemon juice, parsley, garlic, and salt and make a vinegar, like a dressing for it. Mix that with some mixed greens. Toss it together. Serve. Maybe use some of that parsley left over to, you know, put over the top of it. Sounds delicious. It's going to be very delicious. I believe I've done it before. Yes, I have done it before. <laughs> Years ago. But, yeah. oh, shit, no. Wrong. <laughs> you want to take the octopus that you set aside and you want to get a, either, if you don't have a grill at your house, if you have a grill at your house, cool, take it in the backyard. Hard, 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 super, super hot grill. Put it on it for a couple of minutes. If not, cast iron pan. Steaming hot olive oil. Sear the shit out of that octopus. Then cut it up. Then mix it with the kids. <laughs> I forgot that step. Very important step. Hard sear. You want crunchy on the outside, tender on the inside. It is delicious. Yeah. All right. That is our episode. Episode seven's coming to an end. Thank you, Hillel. Thank you, Robbie. I want to thank uh, our producer, Keith. I want to thank the Soundcasting Network. Um, and I want to shout out um, How to Be a Better Drinker because uh, they're in here next. And they always bring awesome booze to uh, let us try. And, and they're just fantastic people. Yeah. Once again, Grow uh, How Long Steak Mister. Find us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. Twitter's the only one that's different besides Instagram. Instagram, And that's um, How Long how Steak long Mister. Also, like us on SoundCloud and uh, rate and review us on iTunes. I would appreciate it very, very much. Yes, please. If not, Hillel's going to come to your house and roundhouse kick you in your throat. I learned it from the best. Check yours. All right. <laughs> We're out of here, folks. Till next week. Grill. How long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>